Hey, what's up? We're back with another episode of Comedy Jism. And I'm just here to say, hey, stay jizzy, America. You can really be anywhere. You don't have to be in America to listen to this. You could be in North Korea. Do you think North Korea can download Comedy Jism? I hope they can. Think somebody? I wonder if there's ever been a situation where somebody in like Iran or North Korea downloaded Comedy Jism and got beheaded. Did I? Did I get somebody beheaded? I don't know. It could have happened. It might in the future. Who knows? All I know is it's a jizzy Wednesday and the birds are chirping. Clouds are in the sky. It's pretty overcast here in Chicago. And uh, who gives a fuck about the weather? Not I. A lot of crazy stuff been happening. A lot of crazy stuff. Currently on the road, heading to Best Buy. I'm filming a pilot. I can't divulge too much information now. But I will definitely be mentioning stuff about it soon. Soon on a future podcast. Not on this one. Because I don't want to divulge. Divulge. You think divulge, you think volge would be the opposite of divulge, right? You divulge the information. Can I volge information? I'm volging. Hey guys, hang on a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a second. I'm volging. What, what am I volging? Information. So much information to be volged. It's crazy how much information can be volged. From just one little bit of info. From just one little thing. Yes, you have a baby on board. You're driving a Chevy Monte Carlo. And uh, you decided what you need to do is put a sticker on it that said baby on board. So I won't hit your precious Chevy Monte Carlo from 1996. He bought it and said, "This, this is a good car. I don't. I don't. I only want to buy Chevys. I don't want a Ford. I don't, I'll only buy Japanese cars right now because uh, I can't afford to get them fixed. And Japanese people make such good cars. They do. Honda, Acura, Toyota, Lexus, Nissan, Infiniti. The list goes on. They make a good car. I don't know what it is. Probably the crazy work hours. But man, that engine, it keeps it running. A lot of good things come from Japan. Sushi, love it. Sushi-grade fish, love it. Rice, love it. Cars, love them. Japanese women, love them. Sumo wrestling, Love it. Karate. Love it. Japanese music? Eh, not so much. Old school Japanese samurai films? Love it. Old school Japanese music in samurai films? Love it. There's a lot to be said about Japan. And how well they do things. They work really hard. I was watching a documentary on Japanese businessmen. They call them salarymen. And they work like an 18-hour day. And after work, they have to go drinking with their boss every day. And 
basically they are not allowed to turn down a drink. If their boss keeps drinking, they keep drinking, which is insane. That is insane. And they're encouraged in these drinking hours to uh, make fun of and just give shit to their boss, which is good. But man, how do you how do you work an eighteen hour day? You just get ripped. Get up in the morning and do it again. When do you jerk off? They must jerk off at work because I mean you physically have to jerk off. And with that few hours in the day, there's not much time for jerking off. So I mean. They must expect people. The things that we do in the privacy of our home must just be public. There, there, there must be like in in bathrooms, like jizz jizz rooms. You go in there to jizz. You you spray your jizz because you gotta jerk off. There's no way they're having sex. Probably a lot of hookers. A lot of hookers for the salary men. Because what they see their families like three times a year. Yeah, that sounds right. When do they eat? Why they're all so skinny. This is horribly uninformative and probably a little bit stereotypical, but hey, that's what happens when you make stuff up. What I do is I watch about five minutes of something or I read a couple lines of an article and then I begin to form my own opinions like any good American. I don't want to watch the whole thing. I don't want to read all the news. I just want to know the gist And I'm sure I could put the pieces together. I've lived enough life to put the pieces together. There's a man. Wow, I haven't seen somebody do that in a while. He's he's literally brown bagging it. He's got a big old brown bag of liquor and he's drinking out of it. What? Is it not illegal to drink out of the brown bag with liquor in it? But it's illegal to just drink liquor on the street? The brown bag makes it okay? Who doesn't know what's under the brown bag? Maybe the brown bag doesn't make it okay. I don't know. But parking? No parking. Uh, I'm trying to go to Best Buy, get a stabilizer. You know, one of them JDI osmosis stabilizers. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I'm getting a stabilizer. They didn't have it at the Best Buy I went to, so I had to drive cross town. Cross town, mind you, to this Best Buy. 23 minutes in Chicago traffic. All right. You are not helping me by not moving. I, literally, this is so dumb. Mercedes, Mercedes go in front of me. I'm trying to back into a space. And this guy just stopped next to me. Like I could back in around him. That never works. How often does that work? Never. Uh, if, if I were to tell you how often that works, I wouldn't even give you a number. I'd just say... No, or I just start yelling. But no words, runs. And, ah! Hey, Brad, how often does that work? Ah! Like, just kind of just like that. All right, I'm going to go by my stabilizer. I'll be back. Got my stabilizer, and I'm ready to go. Stabilize my life. Stabilize it. Nobody at Best Buy wants to help you. They don't. They just kind of pretend to be doing something. You have to, like, look them in the eyes for, like, 20 minutes before they go, hey, do you need something? No, I'm just staring at you because you're so pretty, sir. You're so pretty in your blue shirt. He kept showing me the different ones I could buy. And I kept going, well, is, is this the best buy? 
and he just kept taking it literally. But uh, I want my American Humor Award now, because that was fucking hilarious. Only somebody, that's the problem. All my good shit, most of my good shit, I'm by myself, because I like to entertain myself. Sometimes I annoy myself. It's hard to when you annoy yourself most of the day because you can't really get away from yourself. Take a lot of naps. When I'm tired of my shtick, I just lay down and close my eyes and take a 20-minute break from my shit. <coughs> ah, the Greyhound bus station. I'm taking the Greyhound many a time. It is just a total melting pot of every fucking walk of life from homeless people trying to escape the winter all the way to young princes and princesses and sons of dukes and jesters heading off into a new world to find adventure, love to try out their lives, try their hand at life let's roll the dice and see what happens baby yeah yeah. When you say yeah like that all breathy, it sounds it sounds um yeah, maybe kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with creepy. It's weird how yeah and yeah have such different connotations and I don't even know what I did differently. Hello there lady. Hello there lady on the side of the road. Are you a lady on the side of the road? Are you waiting for an Uber? Do you look entitled? Well, call 1-800-YOU'RE-PROBABLY-A-CUNT. Cause hey, you're probably a cunt. Did your Uber driver pull up on the wrong corner? Are you waiting for him to come to you now because that's his job? Even though your job is not very hard and you get away with stuff because you're a semi-attractive girl and people want to fuck you who haven't figured out that you're kind of a cunt? Well, call 1-800-YOU'RE-PROBABLY-A-CUNT. Does the only thing that bring you joy in life... Is the only thing that brings you joy in life dogs? Do people annoy me? I don't know why I said me. It would have been you. That's the problem with driving and recording a podcast. You make mistakes. But hey, what are mistakes? But just things you did right a little bit wrong. You're going to learn next time, buddy. You're going to learn. Now leasing Arcadia Tower. So there's a building for people to live in on the side of it is people running I assume they're trying to be like you could exercise here but it looks like people are running from the building ah get me out of here Arcadia Tower it's probably haunted Arcadia Towers are haunted you heard it here don't move to Arcadia Towers haunted haunted by who well probably the ghost of Christmas past Maybe the ghost of Scrooge McDuck? I don't know. Why is his last name McDuck? Is that even his real last name? Pretty sure it is. McDuck? He's Irish? He's an Irish duck. Scrooge McDuck. Speaking of Scrooge McDuck, great show I just found on Netflix, Ozarks. Gotta watch it, guys, with Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman... Man, a lot of these, like, comedic actors are coming out now and doing some more serious shit... Like Vince Vaughn in True Detective fucking killed it. Jason Bateman's killing it in the Ozarks. And the great thing about Jason Bateman doing a little bit more serious type shit is that um, he's still funny. 
He's like he plays a serious guy. It gets suspenseful. It gets scary at times. But everything he does is just still funny, and it works. It fucking works, Jason Bateman. Kudos to you. Kudos bars all over your cabinets. I wish that for you. Because who doesn't love a good kudos bar in their cabinet? Kudos to you. Hats off to you, Jason Bateman. Hats off to you on your new show, Ozarks. Hats off to you, Patrick Stewart, for for being in my head while I do this accent and saying hats off to you, because for some reason that makes me think of you. A proper Patrick Stewart, not a Professor Xavier, but Patrick Stewart and Blunt Talk. Is Blunt Talk still on? I watched season one. Loved it. Uh, but then I stopped subscribing to Stars because it stopped being free. Come on, guys. $10 a month. Do you really need it? Just make it free. And uh, get some really expensive sponsors who want to do some late-night sponsor time, 3 to 5 a.m. They get a two-hour slot. Call up Chuck Norris. Call up Christy Brinkley. Get the total gym on there from 3 to 5 a.m. Fund the whole fucking thing. Nobody's watching it that hour. Nobody's watching it really anyway because we got... HBO Go, or whatever the fuck Stars has Go. Stars Go? Stars Go. But where do they go in the sky? Once a doctor told me I was a little bit retarded, and I said, No, sir. (laughs) You're just a turtle. Oh, I love it when I'm driving against traffic. What does that mean? That means there's no traffic going my way, no traffic going eastbound, but lots of traffic going westbound. I'm I'm flying, they're sitting. I'm flying high, they're sitting low. Uh, if I was a 1940s jazz guy uh, on the radio, I would be describing it like this. Flying high, uh, Miles Davis really flying high on this, uh, this new take, uh, Check out the Blue Note. Uh, Blue and Green. New track I'm going to play for you. Miles Davis and the boys really take this one for a spin. This little number kept them moving on raw. I made that up, moving on raw. It sounds like they were fucking a girl raw, all of them, and they just kept on moving on raw. But nothing really sounds offensive when you do it in that 40s voice. And they just kept on moving on raw. Bukaki all over the face on this one. Trumpet playing is amazing. My God, a little gum dumpster. They just shot it all over the face. But they really kept it grooving. Yeah, this one's a real toe-tapper for you. I'll see you. I'll see you in the 70s when I get out of prison. I'll be discovered in the next year for doing some crazy things. Radio broadcasters uh, have a have a hidden past of being crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Hi, my name's uh, John, and I drive a Jeep with an LL Bean sticker on the back of it. Why? Because I want people to know that my penis is average-sized. The Jeep screams small penis. The L.L. Bean sticker says, I just love L.L. Bean, and I might be a little bit into hiking. It's a, it's, it's a ploy, people. John's using a ploy on his lime green Jeep. It's lime green, so we will draw our attention, our focal point, to the L.L. Bean sticker. And what's this? Oh, he was a Boy Scout. So he's probably gay, 
which means everything I just said is invalid. Doesn't apply to the uh, LBGTQ community. Kitty, I I was gonna make jokes right there, but you can't. They don't even make it so you can make jokes no more. Everything's offensive these days. I did a show. Um, it's, it's a Chicago show. It's called Shithole. It was actually a lot of fun, but super alt room, super progressive. Set was going well, and I, I had to hit him with a closer. I had to get off stage, and I did my closer. Wasn't sure what I was going to do, but for some reason, I thought in my head, hey, super alt room, super progressive. Let me, let me, let me do my closer where I use the word faggot like seven times. Let me do that. And uh, I, I really got the best reaction I could have out of it. I got uh, silence and a couple, <gasps> couple of those shock, shocks and awes. Um, I, it's not like I was. It was an offensive joke. It was a story I was telling, in which somebody said that to me. I'm not going to tell you the whole joke now. Come see me whenever you're in Chicago or in a surrounding city or I post on bradkaufman.com. That's my website. You can see all my shows, all my tour dates, all my jism. Oh, and all my jisms are up there, my comedy jisms. But uh, for some reason in my head, I said, I'm going to say the word that I know is going to offend everybody and I want and, and my goal is to make them all laugh at it. Uh, bad goal because it didn't work. Dumb goal. This comic turned to me after the set. He said, great set, man, but uh, you said faggot in, like, a super progressive liberal room. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's more of a bar joke. Bars? First of all, at a bar, people just laugh at the fact that you said faggot. They just, oh, he said it. Like, it's, it's a little dumb, but maybe that's giving me some false positives here. Who knows? I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. All I know is I bought a stabilizer, and my life seems a little bit more stable now. Uh, was it a two before? I put it at a seven. My PSR, my uh, personal survival ranking. John's PSR is a seven point one, but can he handle Linda's inability to survive in a wilderness situation as she has no experience? We'll find out on Naked and Afraid. People always think on that show they're going to have a lot of sex until they get outside and it's 104 degrees at night and they're sweating and they're getting bit on the ass by fire ants. And then they go, no, I'm not going to have sex. I'm actually very exposed right now. My penis is got a snake wrapped around it and uh, my taint is uh, a spider web. So probably won't be having sex. It's such a strange show, and uh, kind of love to watch it. I'm just surprised it's still on the air, because uh, I don't know where Discovery Channel found the permits to make it okay for someone to almost die every episode. John drank the water in Bolivia. Was it a good idea? Uh, doctor said no. He ended up being hospitalized for eight months after the show. He's on a long road to recovery. Should be about five years before all the parasites get out of his system. Okay, John. Good job. And, uh... Meshuggana, Schwitzing, Svelte, Kuth, Uncouth. 
Yiddish. All right, that's it for this comedy jism, because I'm where I need to go, and I'm going to play with my stabilizer. Jism!